0: AstronomyCast, Episode 666. Solar System References to the Underworld. Welcome to Astronomy Cast, our weekly facts-based journey through the Cosmos, where we help you understand not only what we know, but how we know what we know. I'm Fraser Kane. I'm the publisher of Universe Today. With me is Dr. Pamela Gay, a senior scientist for the Planetary Science Institute and the Director of CosmoQuest. Hey Pamela, how are you doing?
1: I, I am doing well. I am so excited about this episode. <laughs> Um, mostly because. Do you have a naming scheme for your computers?
0: No. There's there's like no history of like. Nope. No, I just go with the default name that Microsoft wants to give my computers, or or so like Fraser's MacBook zero zero three, <laughs> things like that.
1: That is so so sad.
0: I do name my Wi-Fi, so my okay. Wi-Fi is called Universe and then i have another one called multiverse. Okay. And one another one called cosmos.
1: Is is the multiverse a a uh, uh a network that spans multiple uh no. points? No.
0: No. No. That would have No. No. No, that would have been cool but no. No, it's it's just i needed three different networks at some point. <laughs> so so no. No, but you I'm, I'm assuming you name your computers mythological beasts or something.
1: I I do and uh, I've had styx and cerberus and mm. moneta and they they are almost all named after either a valkyrie or a god or a river or something that has to do with the underworld. And, and this all started with my first computer in grad school that was named Strider after the character from Lord of the Rings, where in the BBC audio drama they referred to Aragorn as Strider almost the entire time.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, I came home from the observatory. I'd been listening to the BBC radio drama while driving for eight hours, and thus came Strider and the username I have to this day.
0: Right. And you have to explain this every time. Like, it's like you're constantly <laughs> having to explain what Star Strider means, which is which I think which I find endlessly hilarious. Like, I think if you're gonna, I, like, I never use a screen name, I'm always just my name Fraser, Fraser you, Kane, FK. My last
1: name isn't gay.
0: You should be proud of it. You should be loud and proud of having a last name gay.
1: My, my SIUE email address, assigned by the university, was p gay, and I yeah. couldn't email anyone on either the UK or the New Zealand academic uh, email oh. system because it was considered. Uh, I, I was I was blacklisted because of the word gay being in my username. Right. I. Yeah, it's still a problem. And then there's that whole "you can't say gay" in Florida thing. And I, I want to be able to communicate with well, teachers what if it's and your academics. Name? I think,
0: I think you've got like some kind of loophole. Care. Yeah. yeah. The
1: software does not care.
0: <sighs> well, we did it. We, we made did. it to episode six six six, an auspicious number to be sure. What can we do to celebrate this accomplishment? An episode all about the things in the universe that have been named after mythological people and places in the Underworld. All right. You've been preparing. You're excited. I, I um, am. <clears throat> so before we really dive into the places that have been named after things in the Underworld, why do things have mythological names anyway?
1: History? I, I, this is where we started. The The Greeks and Romans and also uh, the various peoples of the Middle East uh, were among the first to record extensive uh, catalogs of all the constellations of the stars. And we see the cultural links left in the names that we have today. And with Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, uh these were the first worlds that we watched wander i wasn't there you weren't there that <laughs> humans watched yeah. wander among the stars that's where the word planet comes from is wanderer and so it was seen that these were gods wandering among the stars and the stars are often associated with with stories uh andromeda for instance comes from a a mythological story where a woman whose mother, uh, Cassiopeia, claimed that she was more beautiful than the goddess Athena. Uh, Well, that may have just angered Athena a small bit, so she got tied to rocks to be consumed by the monster. And if you're going along the coastline in Tel Aviv, they actually have a place where there is a historic marker marking the rocks where... And and this was not something I ever expected to come across, but yet there it is.
0: <clears throat> I should have looked for that when I was in Tel Aviv. Um, okay, and so then, like when we think about some of the places, they have like we think about Pluto. Pluto is named after the underworld and and many of its features and so on. So so how do you get to this? Like which ones get designated underworld hell? evil places like that.
1: Right. So so this is where it comes down to the International Astronomical Union. Once we got telescopes that were sufficiently powerful that we could start seeing details on these worlds and we started naming things on these worlds and the smaller things orbiting these worlds, uh, different conventions were brought up ranging from uh, we shall name things after the uh, dalliances of Jupiter when we look at the moon. We shall name things after Shakespearean characters with Saturn. And and each of these sets of rules are often multilayered. Um, and, and this is our chance to commemorate Uh, different cultures so you will see lots of uh, names now starting to come out of the local lore of the places where the telescopes are built Mm -hmm. Um, this is a chance to commemorate people uh, where we look to the explorers the poets, the writers Um, and sometimes it's just a chance to be silly (laughs) and this is kind of where the underworld has started to crop up with, for instance, uh, a already proposed name for the ninth planet uh, that will replace Pluto as the ninth planet, if ever found. Uh, it has a proposed name already of Persephone, which hmm. was, was kind of the wife of, of Hades. And so here you have this, well, we demoted Pluto, but... The the wife is going to get a world,
0: and but Pluto is an underworld name too.
1: It is, and and so this is where uh, Neptune and Uranus were were both named. uh, Originally, they were going to name one of them George after a king, and it was (laughs) like no 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 no. Let's go back to the current pattern of Roman names, Roman god names. Pluto was picked by a little girl in England, and the symbol P.L. that it uses is for Percival Lowell. So that little girl, I think, got lucky. Um, and and with Pluto. We now have the International Astronomical Union saying that the moons of Pluto should indeed keep all of their underworld related names and that the features on these worlds should be named after explorers and things related to the underworld. Um, and, And this is just a Fabulous moment of whimsy within our community. We don't get many of those, right?
0: Right. Not a lot of whimsy going on in the astronomical community. Yeah. So, so Pluto's moon, biggest moon, is sharon yes. which is the highway, the, the ferryman who mm-hmm. carries the dead over the river Styx. Yes. You've got, and then the smaller moons are, oh, Nix, Hydra, and Hydra and
1: sticks and cerberus and, but spelled with a k i someday want to hear the story on that one but yeah yeah,
0: yeah. all right we're going to talk about features on Pluto in a second but it's time for another break
1: this episode of astronomy cast is sponsored by ren a company that is striving to make it easier for all of us to understand our carbon footprint and take actions to mitigate our individual effects on the planet Being a scientist, I deal in data and the data we're seeing for our world's climate is so heartbreaking as to make me want to look away. But when I look away, I can't help but notice the unusual temperatures and winter tornadoes here in the American Midwest. I know that my travel and the travel of all the other frequent flyers out there has added up to play some small role in what we're experiencing. Sure, I know industry is the big impactor, but as a scientist, I also understand the smallest changes can be the tipping point between different futures. And with REN, I can help to do my small part. REN is a website where you calculate your carbon footprint, then offset it by funding projects that plant trees, protect rainforest, and remove carbon dioxide from the sky. Signing up to REN is an easy way to start doing something about the climate crisis. By answering a few questions about your lifestyle on REN, you can find out your carbon footprint and how you can reduce it. No one can reduce their carbon footprint to zero, so you can offset what you have left after reducing. Once you sign up to make a monthly contribution to offset your carbon footprint, you'll receive monthly updates from the tree planting, rainforest protection, and carbon removal projects you support. You get to see the trees you planted and what your money is spent on. It will take a lot to end the climate crisis, but you can start helping today by learning more on ren.co/astro if you sign up using our link and tell Ren we sent you, Ren will plant 10 extra trees in your name. That link again is ren.co slash
0: astro. And we're back. So let's talk about some features on Pluto because now, I mean, thanks to New Horizons, we have close up images of Pluto and Sharon, and you've seen mountain ranges and glaciers and various other features on the surface of of both of these worlds and they're going to need names and let's yeah dive into i guess underworld related names for these places <sighs>
1: So this is one of those things where there are the weirdest combinations. You have over on Pluto, the dark region has been named uh, Cthulhu Riggio, which is, uh, Cthulhu is an elder god. Uh, the name is only approximated by the human language and is too terrible for the human ear to truly perceive. Right. Um, right. This is
0: Lovecraftian horror. Yeah,
1: and, and. Folks, I'm here to tell you: do not try to read Lovecraft. He was a terrible writer who created a fabulous mythos. So read all of the stuff that other people have written, uh, with with in his. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and also like maybe a terrible person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But but yeah, please uh, please uh, continue. So you've got I mean you've got this giant, which is great, you know. Yeah, yeah, cthulhu Um, So you've got this region that is named after Cthulhu. What else have you got?
1: So you have Balrog, which is coming more from the Tolkien lore.
0: Oh, there, that's cool.
1: Yeah. And and it's all interspersed within... I You really need to have an encyclopedia while you're trying to understand all of these names. Because mixed in with this, you have Pandemonium dorsa. And I don't know if Pandemonium counts as underworld. Um and then there's 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 things like okay, do you count Vikings as being part of the lore or part of the explorers? I'm gonna go with it's part of the explorers because it was a spacecraft and they also have Voyager and Venera mm. um, So it's just one of these delightful things where uh, they're mixing all these different ideas together on the surface of a single world and and then of course next door you you have Sharon and we we've been looking at this this blob of light was really all we could say that it was prior to new horizons getting out there and now we're seeing that it is this amazingly uh, rich and dark world and we have Kubrick here who was was a film explorer. film explorer, is that a good way to put it? Um, a
0: film a filmmaker. Yeah film. A
1: explorer. Filmmaker. Um yeah but who made movies that brought out the creepiness of exploring space. So not everything stays as as creepy as one might want, but it's still pretty cool to look at. And these worlds are still largely unnamed. Um, The New Horizons team is doing its best job, but it's basically science paper comes out with names. Science paper comes out with names, and we're only going to get more and more names as time goes on.
0: Yeah, someone, uh, Zapfan Zapfan, is saying in the chat that there's a Mordor region on Sharon. Yes,
1: yes, there is Mordor on Sharon. One does not simply go to Mordor.
0: Right, right. All right, so you've got some more astronomical objects that have evil-ish names
1: and and one of my favorites is the River Eridani that goes across the sky. This is one of the original uh, constellations from Ptolemy, and the the River Eridanus is is one that has cropped up in much confusion within the mythological lore. This is a, a river that was. Fallen into, uh, after, well, Patheon, uh, the son of Helios asked to drive his father's chariot across the sky and was granted permission. And it did not go entirely <laughs> well as he was, uh, scared of things like Scorpius, the scorpion.
0: And so he crashed the car.
1: He crashed the car And more than that, I, well, Zeus struck him with lightning after like Draco, the dragon and Scorpius all startled and scared this, this young son of Helios. And when Zeus struck him with lightning, he fell from the sky and, uh, fell into the king of rivers, Eridani. And, uh, The flames are considered to still burn to this day and lead to a stinking odor. (laughs) Now, when you look at Eridani in the sky, it flows one way through the sky, and it was seen to be traveling from north to south. It was then asked, is this representing the Nile? No, the river Nile goes south to north. Okay, mm-hmm. does it represent Italy's River Po? No, the River Po is more of a east-west going river. Um, so, so this is a river that has not been attributed to one on our world, but is the king of rivers and where Helios' mm. son died after his wild chariot ride where. Draco and Scorpius and all the other scary things up there among the stars uh, scared him back down to creating chaos. What else have we got? I So here where I just want to say we're getting really good at starting to find um, things that are associated with other cultures. And so as we look out at the new icy worlds we're trying to find myths that are different and sometimes we are Hmm. failing in the most spectacular of ways because humans can be stupid and we are starting to try and use more and more different branches of mythology as we try and name worlds that are still being discovered in the outer solar system. And sometimes this leads to a very strange journey. One of the stranger journeys was uh, the object uh, 2014 MU69, which um, was the second icy world uh, after the whole Pluto suite of objects um, that the New Horizons space probe went to. And originally, the name they picked was a little problematic. It was (laughs) Ultimate Thule which I know we didn't say. Did you say it over in Universe Today other than a, we na- we named it this, but we're calling it this?
0: Well, I mean, it was originally announced. We reported on that. And then later yeah. it came to light that Ultima-, Ultima Thule was the mythical homeland of the Aryan race and had various Nazi connotations. And so another name was chosen.
1: And And the name that was chosen was... Uh, Ericoth, which uh, comes from uh, it's, it's from the indigenous peoples of the United States, and so here we're celebrating a new discovery that was made by taking on mythology that almost never sees itself celebrated in modern names in the sky.
0: But, but like is this an, I mean, neither's an underworld. Like I guess, ultimately, has some negative connotations.
1: It's beyond the walls of the world. So, right. if you aren't part of this world, I mean, it's it's not exactly where the Valkyries carry you away to. Um, but it just seems reasonable to yeah. include it with Underworld.
0: And but like, Erecoff means cloud. <laughs> In, in the Pohatun language, which yes. I think is which I think is is fun. All right, uh, w- we've got one that that I really like that I want to add that I asked if we could add to this, and that is the Axis of Evil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please please explain that one. No, no, I I mean I, I'm asking you to explain what the Axis of Evil is. I mean the I guess the Axis of Evil originally came from World War. Two, they were the the Nazis, the Japanese, and the Italians were part were the Axis powers. And then I think in had, didn't like George Bush say that the Iranians yeah. and the North Koreans and, and China and no no and um, uh, no Iraq, Iran, and North Korea I think was the new Axis of Evil. But there was an object, a cosmological object that was found in the cosmic microwave background radiation that had a weird temperature, temperature that was outside of what you would expect with random variations in the cosmic microwave background. And so it was called the axis of evil.
1: So, so there's also in co- cosmology, the axis of evil, which is the weird correlation that appears uh, between the plane of our solar system, aspects of the cosmic microwave background. And it. It seems to make it look like we are in a special place, which we absolutely are not. And and so this weird coincidence has become known as the axis of
0: evil. <laughs> and I mean I think it's probably what? Dust? But it's like a correlation between as you yeah. say the, the solar system and the cosmic microwave background. Like they, they line up in some way. Mm-hmm. But it's probably dust.
1: It's, yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. It, the, yes, it is probably dust, but uh, it's just one of those things that we look at and it's like, huh. And for whatever reason, we've decided that correlations that don't seem to have a causation uh, are evil.
0: <laughs> and you know people propose ideas like maybe it's like some sort of tear in the fabric of the cosmos where another universe is yeah. leaking in or the temperature from our universe is is leaking away from from the universe into this other universe but yeah like it's it's, it's come on it's always dust <laughs> so let's Sometimes just assume it's
1: a magnetic field you have <sighs> to give magnetic fields their credit we're D- driving
0: due. dust but yeah yeah all right well i think we reached the end of this episode thank you pamela
1: Thank you, Fraser, and thank you to everyone out there who makes this show possible. Uh, this week, I would like to thank some of our patrons this week, uh, Kellyanne and David Parker, Jeremy Kerwin, Stuart Mills, Rob Cuff, uh, Harold uh, barter hagen Kimberly Reich, uh, Matthew Horstman, David Gates, Scott Cohn, Daniel Lusley, Jim Schooler, Scott Bieber, Justin Proctor, Alex Cohen, Marco Irassi, Philip Walker, Matthias Hayden, Disastrina, uh Kenzaia Penfianco. Tim Garrish, Claudia Mastriani, Jeff Wilson, Gregory Singleton, Benjamin Mueller, Cooper, uh, Tim McMacken, Paul D. Disney, Don Mundus, Ninja Nick, Kenneth Ryan, uh, Janelle, Omar Del Riviero, and Iran Zegrev. Thank you all so much. You are what make this show
0: possible. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. AstronomyCast is a joint product of Universe Today and the Planetary Science Institute. AstronomyCast is released under a Creative Commons attribution license. So love it, share it, and remix it. But please credit it to our hosts, Fraser Kane and Dr. Pamela Gay. You can get more information on today's show topic on our website, astronomycast.com. This episode was brought to you thanks to our generous patrons on Patreon. If you want to help keep this show going, please consider joining our community at patreon.com slash astronomycast. Not only do you help us pay our producers a fair wage, you will also get special access to content right in your inbox and invites to online events. We are so grateful to all of you who have joined our Patreon community already. Anyways, keep looking up. This has been Astronomycast.